Right, here at uh, Rolleston at All Stars, Mark Purden. Hello, Mark. G'day, Paul. <laughs> um, well, I'm over here for covering the Grand Prix weekend, um, and it's a very busy weekend. Thank you for letting me be here today, and I've got a few photos of today. It's a, it's a massive operation you guys have here at All Stars. It is, yeah. It runs well. We've got a good team of people around us, and uh, uh, the two boys here, and, and keeping things coordinated, and that, it's, it's, it runs well. And you've got the gallopers as well, like um, the, a little bit of a, an outlet, I imagine, at, at the minute. So there, there is plenty going on. Want to get to, I suppose, start asking some people about the Breeders' Crown. Everyone has their own opinion, and generally on social media, I think people think because they can type something, they get a you know, bigger thing. But I want to hear from the people that once contributed to it, and I think All Stars contributed so greatly to to the Breeders' Crown. Um, and you know, maybe your thoughts, I suppose, on, on where it's at. Firstly, the first thing I ask you is, you know, coming in, and, and it's effectively right at the minute. It's at the wrong time of the year for you guys with your New Zealand Cup. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I, I was. Was sort of quite offended by the decision that uh, they came to in running it in November. We, we put so much into the New Zealand Cup Carnival that, and, and they changed the course of the conditions with the heats as well, which, <laughs> you know, effectively meant you were, you were away for a good length of time. Um, yeah, it, it just didn't work. We'll start on the heats. When, when we were in, in, you're in Australia and when you're, you're living in your own little bubble, if, if you like, people watch and they'd see Auckland or Addington and there'd be a two-horse heat or a three-horse heat and a, and a walkover, if you like. Um, I think there was one where the horse just had to get into the parade ring and it was basically qualified. But for you guys, that actually meant more... Like, we look at it and say, well, it's a joke, why aren't they treated like we are here? But it actually just meant that you were qualified and going there, you're going to be able to earn at least potentially earn a certain you know, good good amount of money that made it viable for you guys to say to the owners, we're going to go to Australia. Yeah, that's right, Paul. And I think that, like those sort of heats were about $5,000, something like that. But, hey, we've got a plane fare too to, yeah. <laughs> for the owners that they've got to fork out for. And, uh, you know, look at the results the Kiwis had in the Breeders' Crown. They were always strong. And, hey, predominantly you'd get that situation because most of the other fillies would say well we'll might as well turn out because this fillies which is probably usually the best or the best cult of the year is going for the breeders crown and 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 you'd get that scenario but we're bringing the best over yep yeah and that's i think that's one of the things you would, you would have three but it was generally only the winner that would go because they would say well we can't beat beat the other horse yeah correct um yeah and as i say you know the, the owners have got to fork out for a plane flare return so that's about 15,000 today you know yeah well that's one thing everyone says oh it's only 7,000 to fly a horse you guys have to go two ways that's right yeah yeah so uh, you know I, and I think uh, the industry's lot not not just the breeders crown carnival but the industry's lost a you know big part of the the following yeah, and, and, and that travel, and we'll say on the Breeders' Crown, but I'll get to, to the whole part of it in a sec if you like, but but the Breeders' Crown, you guys been knowing that you're then right to go into the semis um, with those horses that qualified in the in the heats, it, as I said, guaranteed you a certain amount of money, but it gave the owners a bit of surety that you're going to be a part of, of, of this good carnival, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and maybe if it's just structured better, the, a better time of the year, like you might be happy to go the heats and... And, and the semis and, and the final, but uh, certainly at the time of the year they've got a program now. It's just not. It's, it's hard to do both. But how long you travel? So if you were going, say for the heats, uh, if you were taking a two-year-old never travelled before, how far out from the start of those heats would you like to be there? Like a week, two weeks? Is there a, is there a time frame that you say is the best for these horses to travel? Yeah, well, round about a week. Yeah. Um, you know, travel arrangements on a plane are you know pretty comfortable for a horse today it's 
probably easier than a float trip, yep. certainly from here to Auckland, you know, just jumping on a plane and, and flying, and you're there in three hours to Melbourne, three and a half hours, it's a lot easier. Yeah, that, that then means almost it's a month where you have to have staff over there, and, and that might be Nathan and you guys train in partnership, but he's still got to be over there, he has to be paid, reimbursed, uh, accommodation and things like that. Like there is a month of expenses that it does get very, very trying for. If you only had to go for the semis and the finals, you're, you're there for two and a half to three weeks. Like that, that in itself automatically keeps your cost down a lot. Yeah, it does too, Paul. Yeah, like, you know, we've been, uh, you know, we've often raced in two states at the same time and, and we've had the, the staff and the infra infrastructure to be able to do that. But um, so so time away, you, you work it out. But I think it's more importantly, it's the time of the year. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it is such a, a, a trying uh, time. When is the right time of the year? Um, yeah, you, you said there before you were a bit offended when you saw saw the time um, that they had it. Like, does it work even a little bit later this year, right up until Christmas, or would you like it, you know, in that in the winter months? Or is there an ideal time that you can see um, that fits in with everyone's programs? Yeah, well, I think it's something that New Zealand and and, and Melbourne should come together on and work out. What might be a case of us restructuring a little bit to uh, to compensate for it and, and and you know August was probably too late I, I think you know better time of the year maybe April May sort of thing um, yeah. getting toward the end of the season and and and, and maybe it, that, that sort of situation might work for both countries. If they race it in April May do they, they keep the two-year-old component of it is that something that you know maybe as I said they race it you know because because the season's changed yeah, right. uh, do, you, do you then do you then drop off say the two-year-olds and make it like a yeah. three-year-old four-year-old breeders crown something like they do in America? Yeah well yeah, it's something that have to be discussed yeah I didn't take that into account when I said that. No 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 but I mean it, that's I mean that's the logistics of the whole thing and, and where, to, where to fit it in. With the, with the travel you're a person that, that loves travelling and I know and I know you do and um, you enjoy coming to Australia and, and being a part of the, the big carnivals. How how do we like? Is it a matter of just Victoria, well not Victoria, Australia and New Zealand sitting down and saying right, this is the calendar and this is how we're going to do it? Is that something that you think needs to happen now? Uh, well, I think so. Yeah, there's too many clashes now, and uh, there, there doesn't need to be. Just yep. yeah, I, I think it's something, uh, particularly probably more so Victoria. I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We seem to clash with everyone. Victoria does. We seem to be public enemy number one. I, I mean that in a, in, a, in a nice way. But yeah. the, the Miracle Mile, I know it has it has moved, but it's been in that one spot now. They, they, they have this big carnival. They build to it, so you sort of know when that's going to be. You know, in that March, um, end of April. Oh, sorry, end of February, March time slot. The New Zealand Cup Carnival, and we yeah. said there before, we don't want that ever to change because people know when it is. We just got to try and get a little bit of um, stability, I suppose, so people can travel and. Um, I suppose plan a little ways out. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we had the New Zealand Cup Carnival going back a few years, but uh, Melbourne actually kicked it off in January with the Knights of Glory or yep. the yeah, Knights of Stars or something, and, and they had a six-week carnival. And you know, I think Sydney ended up coming in encroaching a little bit on the last couple of weeks there. But uh, you know, Victoria did actually start it off. The, Nights, yeah. nights of glory, I think it was. And the travel brings so much, you know, different. I've been, I was fortunate enough, we got dinner with yourself. You know, Gene Feast was there. You get to meet people. Um, you, you know, there's so much more to it than just the, I suppose, the horses racing. There's, there's such a different side to the whole thing, isn't there? Oh, there is. Uh, there is rather, Paul, and uh, it's just our week in New Zealand, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of focus that, and a lot of build-up going into it, and. and uh, 
yeah, so, uh, but it's very unique to New Zealand. We, we haven't got anything like it, and um, on a smaller scale, it's like your Melbourne Cup week. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, and it's run at, the, at that same time, and it's probably prime time for a lot of people to, to want, but I'll, I'll say to anyone thinking about putting a major race in Australia at that time, get across here, go to Kaikoura, stay for the two weeks and enjoy it and turn around and tell me you're going to go over there and try and you know, pinch that time slot. Like it's, it's totally off the cards if you ask me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, New Zealand, HR New NZ, uh, they bring me out here, and uh, but yeah, I don't care. I've been over here, and it's it's such a it's a cool event and a great little little event. Um, just quickly, it, it is Grand Prix day tomorrow, um, and I'm not going to ask you too much on on all of your horses, but just a horse like Oscar Bonavina. Firstly, congratulations on the resurgence. He won one race from 13 last year. You know, you you are a little bit follically tested, like I am, but what you had, you might have wanted to pull out with him last year, but. He's just come back so good. Yes, it's been amazing, and I, I don't know why we've done nothing different, but he just seems to be a lot more sounder through this campaign, and uh, you know, I really admire the horse because um, you know he's still got a few issues that worry yep. him a little bit, but you know he puts pain behind him when he steps out on that track, and you know he's, he's we're sort of getting the best out of him, but we've probably never seen the real best of him, I don't think. So the, with, get back onto the travel, like the Aurora Australis, or there's a Trotty Cunnell, the Great Southern Star. Is that something that you might be tempted with him, or because there's money here in Australia, in New Zealand, you're going to stay for that with the trot slots and uh, the Row Cup coming up? Is there, is there any ambitions maybe to take him back to Australia? Well, not at the stage, Paul, but yes, you'd certainly entertain the idea if it was just a hit-and-run mission with him, yep. but not the sort of horse I'd like to be away too long with him and... You know, we we know what he sort of takes to keep him sound. So if we're not in that right environment, I know we'd we'd lose him pretty quick. The two the two heats on the one sorry heat and final on the way one day that wouldn't that wouldn't worry him. But as much as anything, it'd be the travel for him. Yeah, that's right. And and, and you know, you're at someone else's place where things aren't just quite the same. And uh, as I say, like if you know, we know how to keep him sound here. And uh, we sort of you know, he's he's first on the track when the track's watered and it's nice and soft. And, and we we spoil him a bit, but uh, he's worth spoiling. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, no, he is well and truly worth spoiling, and, he, yeah. and that's what I try to do is just break down some of these barriers. You've got a Cuda, uh, of course, with the New Zealand Cup. You can't go to the Inter Dominion. Is it just? Is that another race that on on you guys' radar, or, or it, it's not high on the priorities of the Purdens at the minute? The Inter Dominion. Well, look, I'd like to th- think the Inter Dominion should be run for a million dollars. To be honest, Paul, the final. Um, and and it was close after New Zealand Cup Carnival. I'm, I'm pleased, you, you know, we gave Cooter a break after that. But you know, you got three heats in a week, and then a, and a final. And, you know, you can go to the Hunter Cup and race for that sort of money in just a one-off race. Yeah, and that's so. That's probably the the major thing. If they can get the prize money up, then people will travel. You'll be prepared to travel for it. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and I'd like to think that an Inter Dominion now is worth a million-dollar final. Yeah, it should be too, shouldn't it? We, we, we should have more of them, but um, at least have one of those races. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, thank you. Um, I could talk to you about a lot of things. You've got a spider. That was a spider that was flying a over you. Not like the Aussie spider, so it's okay. Um, but I could talk to you. <laughs> There's plenty of them around here. No, I'm joking. Uh, I could talk to you for a long time about you know, a, a lot of things. Um, I really do appreciate your time because I know you've got a couple of other things going on today. Um, this won't go up until next week. So, um, But thank you very much. And just hopefully we'll raise a few people's eyes and just get people thinking a little 
little bit about these races and the scheduling um, and when we when we do put them on and, and I suppose trying to keep the romance, if you like, of the industry because that's one of the things we need to be able to do is keep that romance and keep building the romance. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. It's good to have a guy like you that, uh, you know, that this goes out to a lot of people and, and someone will take it up and run with it. Maybe. I don't know how many people actually listen to me. They watch a lot, but I don't know how many people actually <laughs> listen. But hopefully we can get them thinking anyway. Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much, mate. Good, Paul. Good, Paul.